Amen. It's good singing this evening. Praise the Lord. I hope the presence of the Lord is in this place. And uh, I hope you came tonight looking and expecting for the Lord to do great things. And uh, if we don't expect God to do great things, then He might not. But if we expect it, He's willing. And uh, He wants to do great things in our life, that's for sure. Now, some of you are probably looking at your watch thinking, man, we're going to get out of here early tonight. It's only 619. You don't see all these pages of notes I got up here. And they're all out of order, too. So you don't know what you're about to get here. Now, it uh, is a joy to be able to preach tonight and uh, pray for Pastor and the other staff guys as they're all gone this week and uh, out there at football camp. And so we're praying for the the young men and uh, as they're at man camp, they call it. And uh, so, but you be praying for them, their safety this week, and then they'll be traveling back on Saturday. But and pray that the Lord would work on their hearts. And uh, I've heard the, a lot of good preaching out there, and uh, the Lord's just, uh, I believe He's going to do a, a great work with those young men. And uh, if you have your Bible tonight, turn to First Peter, First Peter chapter 3. You know, uh, in our Sunday school class, we've been going through a series on uh, making it through the fiery trials and uh, how, to, how to make it through uh, with God and uh, seeing that He's the only one that uh, can get us through. Amen. But how, uh, and we looked this morning, how we can rejoice in trials and how there's praise in trials. And then, man, uh, Pastor Smor- uh, service this morning... The uh, message was just great from the book of Philippians there about rejoicing. And man, as Christians, we have so much to rejoice about. And uh, sometimes it's easy to look at all the negative and uh, we can get discouraged and get down. But man, if we just take the time to look at how God, how good God has been to us and uh, how he's blessed us, then uh, we'll see that he's been so uh, much better to us than what we even deserve. That's for sure. But First uh, Peter chapter 3 Starting in verse number 14. But and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye. And be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you, as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conscience in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometimes were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a, a preparing, therein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. Tonight I want to consider the cost. Consider the cost. And we're going to look at two costs tonight. And uh, we've got to make a decision which one's worth the cost tonight. And which one we want to be willing to pay the price and to look at the, the consequences of both but before we do that, let's uh, ask the Lord to uh, open up in a word of prayer this, this evening. Dearly Father, Lord, I pray that uh, you would just open our hearts to your word. Lord, I pray that uh, 
you just calm my nerves, Lord, that you would just be with me, Lord, that you would use me as your mouthpiece tonight. And God, I pray that uh, you would challenge each and every one of us, Lord, to count the cost, to consider the cost and what it's going to cost to move forward, and Lord, the cost that you've paid for us. Lord, we just love you and thank you for all you do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, there in verse 14, it says that if we suffer for righteousness' sake, then we are to be happy. And man, that can be hard sometimes to be happy during suffering and in times of trials in our life. Um, and, but it says not to be afraid or not to let them trouble us. And uh, man, that can be something that, hey, we've got to lean on the Lord to be able to do that. To be able to be happy in times of suffering. You know, and then you go down to verse number 15 and it talks about how we are to, uh, supposed to be ready to give an answer. And it's that the, the hope of our salvation, the hope of uh, what God has in our life should be evident. Hey, it ought to, there ought to be something in us that causes people to ask us, Hey, what is it that you have that I don't have? Hey, what is it that's different about you that I need? That I've noticed, and we can have a good conscience between us and the Lord. You know, there's going to be a lot of evildoers out there that falsely accuse. And uh, you think of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's all he was, falsely accused. He had done no wrong whatsoever. But they all have falsely accused him. But he was willing to go through it because that's just how much he loved you and I. Right. You know, no matter what people tell us, it is better to suffer in the will of God than finding uh, pleasure in evil doings. As we see that in uh, verse number 17 there. You know, as Christians, uh, sometimes the things that we really suffer or sacrifice are really nothing. You know, I was thinking of that song that the choir sang. Hey, when we stand before Jesus, hey, it's going to be worth it all. Hey, it's going to be worth it all. And our trials are going to seem like nothing compared to what the Lord Jesus Christ did on our behalf. But we see there in verse number 18, For Christ also hath once suffered for sins. You know, it's going to cost something to move forward in your Christian life. And we see for the gospel moving forward, it cost our Savior His life. Hey, God sent His only Son, and that was the true sacrifice that was being made on our behalf. Hey, it's going to cost us something today to move forward for God. You know, as we think, as uh, it talked about there in Noah's day, you think about what Noah, what God had for Noah, and what God wanted Noah to do. He wanted him to build an ark because there was going to be rain. Which they, they had no clue what that was. Hey, he didn't know exactly all the details or what God had in store, but he obeyed God. Amen. For 120 years, as he would go to building that ark and preaching and man he would be mocked and ridiculed and persecuted there because the people they thought he was crazy hey they didn't believe that there was going to be a flood they they didn't believe the what uh, noah was trying to preach the message of god but the bible says that few that were saved and that was eight souls that were saved you know there's a couple different ways that we can look at that tonight you know we could look and say you know, if anything we do and we see one soul saved, then it's worth it all. But you know, I'm sure it was a little disappointing for Noah when it was just eight. Eight people after all that time. Hey, I'm sure, man, he poured his heart 
in life, into obeying what God had for him, and into building this ark, and preaching the Word of God, and all that he went through, I'm sure he was a little disappointed when it was just eight on that day when the Lord shut the door. You know, and but you think about who those eight were. Those eight were his family. His family. Hey, all his labor and everything that he poured into it wasn't in vain because there was eight. There was eight that were saved. There was eight souls that were saved. There was eight that were obedient. There was no doubt in my mind that he wanted everyone that he could possibly get to be on that ark. Hey, but when it comes to our family, when it comes to our loved ones, there's no cost that's too great. Hey, he could look back and say, yeah, I wanted there to be more. Hey, but that 120 years was worth it because my family. I influenced my family. I made a difference in my family's life. Hey, that's what the Lord looked down and He said, hey, I'm going to send my only son because it's worth it. Because it's worth it. Because somebody, although there's going to be a lot that reject me, but there's going to be some that accept me. There's going to be some that want to do my will for their life. Hey, moving forward in our Christian life, moving the gospel forward is going to cost us something tonight. It's going to cost some sacrifice. It's going to cost maybe some persecution, maybe some suffering on our behalf. But the end result, we'll be able to look back and say it was worth it all. It was worth it all. No regrets. You think about it as Christ was, when He died, He died for those ones that He knew weren't going to accept Him. Those ones that He knew were going to mock Him and spit upon Him and pluck His beard out and put that crown of thorns on His head. Hey, but he still died for him because he still loved him. Hey, there was sacrifice, he said, that was no too great. The cost was not too great. The question we have to ask ourselves tonight, are we willing to pay the cost? Or is there a cost that's too great? Hey, but you know, the cost for moving forward is going to be worth it in the end. It's going to be worth it. It's going to pay off. You know what? Because a life moving forward for God is going to reap God's blessing and reward on our life. But you know, I want to look at another cost that we need to consider tonight. And if we're not moving forward, then we're either standing still or moving backwards. Hey, that's all it is. Hey, we're either, we're either moving forward, we're stagnant, or we're moving backwards. Hey, we have to find out where we are tonight. You know, backs, a backslidden Christian or backsliding is something that is also going to cost something very great. Very great. Turn over to Ruth, Ruth chapter number 1, if you would. Ruth chapter 1, verse 20. In 21, but you know, backsliding can be leaving the will of God for our life, which means we're uh, ultimately just leaving God. We know that God doesn't leave us, but that we leave God. You know, and it's also a, uh, something that, um, you know, that where we were not once where we were. Hey, that we've cut back from where we were, or that we're not as much as we could be for God. It is a retreating or deteriorating. You know, backsliding is something that's not, 
usually premeditated. Hey, you don't just wake up one day and say, well, you know what, I'm just giving, totally giving up on God and I want to get out of the will of God for my life and I want to do my own thing and man, just forget this. Especially if you've been a Christian for very long. But rather, it is something that's very subtle and gradual. That is often um, caused by an an adverse circumstance that comes in our life. Whether it's uh, we get angry at God or we turn our back on God or we feel like God has done us wrong or we don't deserve this. Or some instance like that can be something that starts that process for us. In Ruth chapter 1, verse 20 says, And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty had dwelt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath tested against me, testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? You know, uh, when they went to the land of Moab, they weren't planning on, on putting in roots and digging there. They were just going to sojourn there, pass through, because there was a famine in the will of God for their life. Hey, and they were trying to fix that problem. They were trying to go where the food was, and they were trying to fix things on their own here. Like I say, they weren't planning on staying in Moab for a long period of time here, but we find that she finds herself there Ten years later, still there. And the cost is very great. She loses her husband, her sons, and she comes back empty. She went out full and came back empty. You know, it just seemed like a little thing that they could do. It was just a short distance away that they could go. Hey, that's how it happens in our life today. It's just a simple little skipping of our Bible reading. It's just a little skipping of our prayer life. Hey, it's just a little skipping of not going soul winning. But in the end, look where it leads us. It leads us to a path that is alone and empty without God. That started out just a little thing. I see, I want to look at some costs tonight of being backslidden or being away from the will of God in our life. I see, number one, backsliding will cost us our testimony and our influence in people's life. Hey, it takes a lifetime to build a testimony. You know, we think of when Lot took residence in Sodom and His testimony was ruined. And as he tried to warn his son-in-laws, he seemed as one who was mocking. One who mocked. And it had no meaning because his testimony was already ruined. We see uh, not only the testimony, but as I said, there are influence in our lives. You know, as, as we first get saved or... And we're, we've got that fire about God. We've got a zeal for God. We're moving forward for God. We're going in the right direction. Man, we're going soul winning. We're witnessing to people at our work, our neighbors. 
Hey, but then down the road somewhere we find ourselves and we've backed off a little bit. Hey, those people are still watching. Those people are still looking and saying, what happened? They used to invite me to church. They used to want me to come and do this and do that. And they used to talk to me about things of God. Or, and I used to see them reading their Bible at work or praying. But things have changed a little. They've backed off a little. Hey, our influence can either be positive or negative. But whatever it is, it's lasting. It's lasting in a life. You know, it will also cost us our joy. It will also cost us our joy. You know, David lost his joy because he, uh, with his sin and the way uh, with Bathsheba, and you know what? He messed up. He made a mistake. Hey, he got back from the things of God and he went his own way for a short time there. And in Psalm fifty-one, twelve, it says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Hey, he says, restore unto me. So he's saying, he's telling us that he lost it. Because if he didn't lose it, it wouldn't need to be restored to him. Hey, but he lost his joy. Hey, that's Satan's number one object is to steal your joy, to steal anything away from you that he can. And he'll do it any way that he can. And he's uh, very successful at that. If we're not careful, we've always got to be on guard. You know, it cost Jonah, it cost Naomi, Elijah. We could look at so many people in the Bible, they lost their joy because they got out of the will of God. They got back on the things of God and went their own ways. But we know that, hey, we're no better than these people. Hey, there's no exceptions. Hey, we can't be the one exception and think that, hey, we can be out of the will of God for our life and still have our joy. Man, it's, there's nothing better than a joy-filled life in the will of God. But if we're out of the will of God, hey, it's going to be miserable. Hey, if God has something for us and we're totally turning our back on it, hey, we're not going to be content. We're not going to be uh, the joy-filled Christian that we should be until we get that right with God. Hey, is it worth losing our joy? Is it worth losing our testimony? Is it worth losing our influence? I see that it will also cost us our reward. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Whether it be good or bad. Hey, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. There's no getting around it. Hey, is it going to be worth it for some pleasure, some fleshly pleasure, when we stand before God and have to give an account for those things? He's saying, but why'd you give up? Why'd you give up on me? Hey, I didn't give up on you when I went to the cross. Hey, I never gave up on you because I loved you. Hey, you say you love me, right? Then keep my commandments. Hey, it's putting it into actions. Hey, you, we don't want to miss out on a reward that God has for us. Hey, getting out of the will of God, being backslidden will cost us our reward. Is it worth it? Not only will it cost us our testimony, our influence, our reward... 
Another thing, it will cost us, could cost us our family. Could cost us our family. We know Lot lost his wife and family. Naomi lost her husband and sons. And I guarantee you, if you were to ask him today, was it worth it? You ask David, was it worth it? I guarantee they'd say it wasn't worth it. If it wasn't worth it. Hey, do we want our kids and our grandkids to have to suffer and to face the consequences of our mistakes and our decisions? Hey, these are the things that hang in the balance. Hey, we expect more than just ourselves tonight. Hey, we've got to think of others when it comes down to that decision making. Hey, do I want to do what pleases God or do I want to please self? Hey, remember, if we choose pleasing self, then we're not just affecting ourselves, but all those around us. I see that it can be very costly. You know, we talked about two different costs tonight. One cost of moving forward for God. Of giving some things, of sacrificing some things, being willing to go through some trials, some temptations in our life. Be willing to take a stand when nobody else around us is. Know that God is there with us. You know, we see both of these cost greatly. Both of us, both of them leave you in two very different places. And we have to decide tonight which one we are going to, which one we are going to choose. The cost of moving forward, like I said, is going to reap the benefit and blessing of God. Although we might not see it right on the surface. Hey, sometimes it can be hard to see the blessings and what God has for us when we're going through that trial right off the bat. But it's once we've made it through and we look back, see, that's what God had intended for my life. That's why God wanted me. I'm so thankful that I just allowed God to have His will and way or we choose the way of ourselves and we find that it leads to emptiness. Alone, separated from God. You can be here tonight in the service right where you need to be. Hey, when, when the doors are open to the church house, hey, we should be there. Hey, when we can be a part of the ministries of God, hey, we should do all that we can do. But we can be here tonight and still not moving forward. And just be stagnant. And if we're not moving, then we've taken back from where we were and what we could do for God. Maybe we're here tonight, right in the middle of God's will for our life. We ought to be thanking God and praising God that we haven't fallen, that we haven't slipped off, and that God would keep us from being one because. When it comes down to it, I don't think that anybody would choose the cost or the consequences of living for self. There's a lot of people in a lost world that one day, they don't understand it now. They don't understand spiritual things. They don't understand what they're truly rejecting. But that one day when they stand before the Lord and they have to give an account for their life, that's when... They're going to realize. That's when they're going to understand that it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the cost of some earthly pleasure or to 
escape some of the suffering or persecution, which we really don't have that much of, not yet anyway. Hey, don't get me wrong, it could come. It could come very soon. Hey, but God warns us of that. He said, hey, they hate me. They're going to hate you too. Hey, it's no different. But we've got to really consider the cost today. You think of loved ones and family members and friends that you have. Hey, it's going to be worth pouring your life into making a difference in their life. But all it takes is one mistake. Hey, one mistake doesn't ruin us. It doesn't take us out of being used by God. But one mistake can damage a lot of lives. Can damage a lot of lives. Hey, we've got to examine tonight and look and see those around us that we are influencing. Hey, whether it's our kids, our grandkids, co-workers, our neighbors. Remember when Satan sends that temptation, remember it's not worth it. It's not going to be worth it to give in. Hey, but it's going to be worth putting some sweat and some tears into. Because we see the example that God gave. Hey, he said it was worth the cost. Hey, if he had to do it over again, he would. But both are going to cost something great tonight. But what's the outcome that we're looking for? Hey, I hope that our desire as Christians tonight is to take that next step. To take that next step in our Christian walk. Hey, to be a brighter light where we can be. God says, I can get you to that next step if you'll just let me guide you. If you'll just let me direct you. If you'll just take what I have for your life. Hey God, I don't understand. You want me to build a boat, an ark? Because there's going to be a flood? I don't understand, God. Hey, just, just do it. It'll be fine. Just do it. See, the result was his family was saved. No cost was too great. What are some things tonight that we've put before God? that we've said is greater than God. Hey, let's face it, if God's not number one, then we've got, we're saying other things are more important than God. Hey, like I said this morning, um, when we're facing trials and things in our life, if our focus is on God, then our problems are going to be smaller. Hey, if all our focus is on the problem, no focus on God, then our problems are going to be a lot bigger. And just as pastor preached this morning, that we can rejoice. Hey, that there is rejoicing for the Christian. Hey, and to allow the Lord to perform that work that He started in you. Hey, God doesn't want to have any casualties. But we know there's going to be. And why is it? Because some have said, it's not worth it. I'd rather... I'd rather live my own life. I'd rather do my own thing. The cost for God is not worth it. Where do they find themselves? Lost, empty. Hey, it's not too late. It's not too late to come back to God. Hey, you think of the prodigal son. He wanted to go live his own life. Hey, he wanted what was rightly his. 
You know what? He went out and he had his fun, didn't he? Found himself in with the pig pen. Eating the food of the pigs. Hey, that's where it leads. Hey, Satan doesn't show you, doesn't show you those things, doesn't tell you those things. Each and every one of us knows somebody that's gotten away from God. Somebody that's stepped out of the will of God. And we see where it leads. Hey, that's why it's so important. Hey, we could be the next one. Pray that God would keep us on the straight and narrow path. But if we want to be on that path, it's going to cost us something. Are we willing to pay the cost? Let's pray. Everyone standing.